Well, hey, girl, welcome to She's Doing Big Things. I'm your host, Alicia Lee, the original she, top income producer, freedom advocate, serial entrepreneur, winner of all the things, world traveler, and now digital nomad. I've lived my entire life feeling a little different, dreaming a little bigger, doing a little more, and believing I was destined to have it all. So I can imagine if you're here, you get it. You're a dreamer, a doer, an entrepreneur, so you're ready to set some big goals and smash them. So with that in mind, let's freaking get started. Welcome to another episode of She's Doing Big Things, the podcast for women who have a desire to go bigger in their business, have the personality to reach higher in all that they do, and the understanding that this sets them apart from the masses. Yes, it's okay. You're different, CEO. Let's embrace it. Because let me tell you, lady, there's power in being the CEO that you were born to be, especially one that got off track and found herself in a place where she needed to powerfully pivot back into her own embodiment or to step into that in the first place. Because that story, that's the one that's going to resound with so many people. And so if this is you, I resound with that. If you haven't listened to episode 13, side note, the untold story, which is basically the twisty turny story of my life, (laughs) feel free to do so after this episode and let me add this in. I have struggled in business. I've felt very unaligned as a coach. I'll be honest about it. And that's okay. But it wasn't for a while. I felt the social constraints of what will people think if I pivot again and the shame of not quite knowing what my thing is yet. And I'll tell you, I don't know that everyone is meant to have the thing or one thing. Actually, let me take that back. I do know that there are human design types that would rather feel the sting of death than the pain of restraint into an unaligned box of doing what they should, quote unquote, over doing what they love. Now, if you're like me, you can feel that. And you can probably also pinpoint your passions and where you could get back on track and start showing up for those, right? But if you're like my guest today, it may not be as clear until you're simply following the rabbit hole and stumbling into a passion project that you then realize is your thing, or multiple projects that you realize or are all of your things. Either way, nobody puts baby in a corner, right? (laughs) Nobody has to stay exactly where they are. Everyone has an opportunity to choose a new dream, a new life, and then to take powerful action to pivot into such. So that being said, let's talk about this powerhouse of a woman that I've had the pleasure of meeting. Miss Elaine is one of those free souls that if you meet, like me, have an open G center and an open heart center, you feel drawn to be like, emulate, and even feel the emotional longing to be more like. Like, 
can I please dye my hair and cut it and be so cute like you? She's so assured in her next steps, even in the muddiness of them. And that's a hard thing to do sometimes. She's so passionate about her work that if she loses faith of her life path, everyone around her knows it's what she's meant to be doing. You can literally feel it seeping out of her pores. She's strong and courageous and she also has purple hair and an air of I don't care. <laughs> and I freaking love it. But really, it's that she cares so much about what she's doing in her mission that she doesn't seem to have the capacity to care about that which doesn't serve her or to care about at all. And that, my friends, is a person who can freaking change the world. So without further ado, let me bring her on. Elaine, how are you today? Wow, thank you for that amazing introduction. I am doing great uh, considering COVID, quarantine, but definitely here enjoying the New York summer vibe. How are you? Oh my gosh, I love it. And I'll tell you, I recorded podcast episodes, I think back in May. And in part of that, we were we were saying, oh, we're in the midst of COVID, but by the time this comes out, hopefully we'll be out of it and they've already come out. They're gone, they're past, and we're still in the midst of it. It's crazy, but I think this is really highlighting so many things that maybe we took for granted and then we get to really show up in gratitude for right now. So I'm definitely doing some of that. So this episode is definitely gonna be 50-50, some strategy and some feels up in here. So as some of you know, I did a collaboration with a course creator, Jenny Lane Hansen, um, to put out a course called Pivot with Power Launch Strategy, and it was absolute fire, if I do say so myself. I'm going to toot my own horn. <laughs> so I met Elaine in the midst of the idea to create this, actually, and she was referred to me by a past guest as the perfect guest for this episode. So Elaine, I would love to hear it from you. What do you do now? That is definitely a loaded question. So I will say, similar to your introduction, I do a lot of things. So I think we're similar in a lot of ways. I run a few different businesses. I run my company Neon Owl, which is a music and charity platform that I started about six years ago almost. Um, that also developed a artist development platform called Open Door Sessions, so the two are related. I am a branding coach, and right now I am in the midst of just really pivoting, changing the structure of that business. Recently, mm -hmm. during the pandemic, launched the greeting cards company and became a rodent and fields consultant, which is a skincare company I've been obsessed with as a customer for three years. So I will say those are the main things I'm doing in this moment. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. You sound exactly like me. When people are like, what do you do? I have to take a big deep breath beforehand because I know all that's about to just spew out. And it's amazing because I know exactly how passionate you are about each and every one of them. And so to give up any one would be like giving up a part of yourself. And that's so hard to do. So here is the thing. 
we are pivots, right? As humans, we are pivots in every instance, in every day. You're simply making micro pivots, a change in your breakfast, a new creamer in your coffee, a new route to work because that one's getting paved and you need to make a detour. But what we don't think about are the macro pivots. And so many of us are so afraid to make those big changes without realizing we're making little changes every day anyway. So why not make the big one that truly fulfills you, that lights you up, that brings you joy, and that gives you the life that you actually dream of? So I know you've pivoted a lot and you've been down some paths. So tell me the three most significant places of macro pivot that you remember. Yes, I feel like I have 30, but I guess we can start <laughs> with three. <laughs> um, so I feel like, the one, the first one that I can really remember being like a life-changing moment for me was in my mid to late 20s, I was working at a six-figure job. I was a VP of the company and they offered me the partner position. And at that time I was like 26, 27 and I had this like huge, like everything was good. Like I was making good money. I had unlimited PTO. My parents were like finally proud of me, right? Like kind of every Chinese kid's like dream. Um, and, and at that point I had this like feeling inside my gut, like, what am I doing here? Like I just kind of lost passion in what I was doing and the money didn't really mean much. The mm -hmm. PTO, unlimited PTO didn't mean much. And I had no idea what I was going to do, but I felt like I didn't want to say yes to the partner position. And so instead, like in a short, I want to say one month period, I not only turned down that position, but I also quit that job. And I started my company, Neon Owl, which is all about building community in the music industry. And we've been working with a ton of charities. So I started this company and I moved across country to New York in my car with my stuff in my trunk. So that was like, I think that was the first big pivot and I guess quarter life crisis. <laughs> and that's what led me to, to, you know, my other pivots, you know, like I, my second one, I guess it would be when I came to New York, I literally had no money because even though I had made a lot of money, I spent like, well, more than what I was making. I was traveling. Mm -hmm. I helped my parents get a house. I was going to all the festivals, which is what inspired my company, Neon Owl. And so I was like, oh shit, now I'm in New York City. I went from making six figures to zero. Yeah. What am I going to do? And so I had to kind of pivot again. I was like, okay, great, you created this music and charity platform, how are you going to make money without sacrificing the integrity of Neon Owl? Mm -hmm. You know, what you created it as, right? A way to give back and to bring people together. And so I was like, okay, I'm good at marketing. I'm good at marketing. I'm great at social media. I'm good at business. And so my second pivot, which came like shortly after that was creating my social media business where I was helping small businesses grow online, their social media and all of that to make money. But in the midst of doing that, I realized it wasn't really in alignment to me because as 
fun as it is to go on social media, it's like I barely keep up with my own. So just simply helping small businesses post on social or grow wasn't fulfilling enough. So my next pivot was really transitioning that into working with businesses that had purpose behind them. So Mm -hmm. I became more of a branding coach, helping people build communities for projects that spoke to me. So that was like kind of a two, 2.1 pivot. And then my latest one, you know, everything was running smoothly for, I guess, you know, three, four years. And I had built my business back up again to make some pretty decent income. And so last year, you know, I've been doing the digital nomad thing. So last year I realized that what am I doing here again? Right. Mm -hmm. I am technically quote unquote free. I'm an entrepreneur. Now I have multiple businesses. I coach people. I work with charities and festivals and musicians, but why am I here in Argentina? I went to Argentina and Brazil, which is like at the top of my list, but I'm stuck on zoom. I was stuck Mm -hmm. on my computer like 50% of the time. And one of my best friends, Monica, she's like, Hey, are you coming out? And I'm like, no, man, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta onboard this new client. Like I gotta do this. I have an event when I'm going back home in two weeks. And so I was like, did I just become a slave to my own creation? And I had this like huge breakdown. I literally, while in Argentina, went on Yelp and Google (laughs) to look for like femininity coaches because I was like, I don't know if you can tell, but being a creator oftentimes comes with a lot of masculine energy, Uh like (laughs) goals, like deadlines, all these results. And so I just had a major breakdown. And when I came home, my, my partner and I, we were newly dating at the time, but he's known me for eight years. And he was just like, he let me know. He was like, Elaine, you know, it's okay if you don't stick to leveling up or 10xing your current businesses, right? Like, mm-hmm. who is judging you for that? Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, my community, like, my parents are going to say, see, I told you I was right. You should have stuck to your job Mm, and now you're doing all these three, four, five things. And I was like, and so finally, like, he was like, I love you either way. It doesn't matter if you're making Subway sandwiches or you have a, you know, billion dollar business. And I don't know, for some reason, like in that moment, coming from someone that I've known for so long, my partner, someone that loves me, I just felt like this energy released from me and I started to not immediately, but slowly accept the fact that it's okay that I don't have my one or two things that I want to dedicate a thousand percent of my energy to. Mm -hmm. It's okay if I want to play around with my other passions, such as like creating a products company, right? My greeting cards, such as playing around with skin, skincare, right? Like even though people are like, oh, MLM, you know, I, I love the Rodin and Fields products. And so we moved again. We took a cross-country road trip. This time I brought him back to New York with me and I started my greeting cards company and I started my Rodin and Fields business. And 
I'm still running my knee on L and my coaching, just not with 120% intensity. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh. I love that so much because it seems to me in so many places, there were illogical decisions, right? And so many try to create their life with their brain. And let me just tell you, your brain was never created for that. It was created to keep you safe. It was created for reaction, you know, for to create a reaction. It was not meant to be the end-all, be-all of your dream life. Your dream life is a feeling. It's an intention. Yeah. It is not a thought or a logical process. And I love being, I'm an emotional manifester in human design, <laughs> And in learning that and in now seeing other emotional creatures out in the world, I'm like, oh, girl, I feel you. I'm in a wave, too. Like, we're in the middle of creating something, and I just feel the feels. And it because it's not about the thought that I have around it. So I love that so much. And I feel like you get that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I think I was just so... Like, I've always led with my passion, but I've always been also this, like... A type alpha, like point A to point B. And eventually I just became so rigid with myself that it was just no longer fun. <laughs> yes, exactly. Oh my gosh. Yeah, there's a yin to the yang. There needs to be some feminine energy in with the masculine to balance you, to make you feel good, but then also for the outside world to not feel inclined to go one way or the other with how you're presenting it to them as well. So I love it. All right. So the word power really brings forth alignment. I think because if you even imagine what your power looks like and feels like, many of us can find it at least, you know, some version of it living inside of us, right? So it may not yet be experienced in its fullness. Like you might be a little baby power seed. So the very first step in pivoting with power, which is a method that I put together and created um, inside of the Imperfect Pivot Bundle with Jenny Lane Hansen, is the purposeful proposal for your next step. So what was your first proposal of what you do now and how has it changed since? Um, you mean like as far as making my pivots or like taking the jump? So to me, it looks like the proposal is almost like the business plan that you put together on paper that you then take step one through five um, toward in the future. So what was your first kind of blueprint of it? Well, <laughs> I'm sure you won't be surprised to hear it, but there was none. Uh, there was none when I decided to leave literally my boss and everyone else was like, wait, so what are you doing? And at that point it wasn't even clear to me what neon owl was. Like when I quit my job, I was like, okay, well, I think that the music industry is this booming in electronic music. It's like, uh, multi-billion dollar industry and there's so much money i just want to create a platform that brings people together through music mm. to create good in this world like i was like is that through connecting with djs and selling charity merchandise is it creating experiences is it charity shows and i knew no one i knew no one in the music industry i was just 
leading with fire and passion. And I was like, well, people are going to feel my passion. And they did. <laughs> but that didn't come with a plan. Like I just quit my job with like no plan B, which was highly not recommended. And I still don't recommend it for everyone, I guess. There's definitely challenges with that. Like how am I going to pay my New York City rent and my mortgage back in California? <laughs> mm -hmm. So um, I will say... I didn't really start with a plan aside from I know that I'm capable. I know I have skills that the worst thing that's going to happen, which knock on wood, luckily it has not happened is I can get a job. Mm -hmm. I feel like people are so afraid of like, Oh my gosh, I'm going to lose my health insurance. Like I'm going to lose this. Oh, you know, I make 150 grand. So you know, what happens if I make 90 grand? Like, I can't afford this. It's like all these, I feel like stories that hold us back from doing the thing we really want to do, but it's mm -hmm. out of comfort. But I'm sure, as you know, like there's no growth with staying in the comfort zone. So for me, it's like, give it all I got. And if I don't land exactly where I envision myself, which is where it's at anyways, like at least I know that, if I died tomorrow, I really did my best pursuing something that is worth living and dying for. And so I know that might not be the best advice and that's not very like a type or like alpha planned out of me, but I feel like when you want something bad enough, you just kind of go for it and make it work. And that's when a lot of the pivoting came into play because at first we thought we were going to like create this amazing like uh, t-shirt line and clothing line with DJs. But the more I interviewed them, I was like, okay, we created some awesome merchandise. We went to festivals, but the more and more I met different people in the industry, the more I realized that other artists wanted support too. And so I ended up creating this like connection, networking, music media platform. And Neon Owl has turned into like, five different projects in its own. So I feel like the same for my coaching, right? From social media to coaching to now really looking to scale my brand and writing a book. So I feel like if you have the vision ahead, it doesn't really matter what path you take to get there. Oh my gosh. I love this. Can I please just say in every point of your business, you started with passion and then you backed it up with logic, <laughs> which is so perfect. You said, this isn't probably a good advice or this isn't how an alpha would do it. That's exactly how an alpha would do it. That's exactly how it should be done. Because I'm sorry, but if you're creating a plan to six figures and you have no freaking passion behind it, you're never going to make it there. Or if you do, you're going to find yourself there disjointed and, and disappointed. Right. So I think that's exactly what you should do. If you start with like, I just really want to make women feel fucking beautiful. I want them to step out into the world and love their body and what they're doing and what they're living in and who they're surrounded by. That is what people will buy. It's not the step one through five process of how I got to six figures because it worked and that's how it worked for me because it's boring. Processes yeah. are boring. Feelings are tethering. They're tying. They're magnetizing. And so I think that's beautiful. And one thing that really came up for me is something that I learned in network marketing, um, which is 
ignorance on fire is better than knowledge on ice. And so had you been the person instead, I'm literally getting chills right now, but had you been the person instead who went and researched all the things and created a business plan and laid it all out and tried to figure out if it was going to work, you would have been six months, a year, two years into it with nothing except a business plan. (laughs) right but instead you just went out and freaking did it and that's ignorance on fire and I don't mean ignorance in a bad connotation I mean just a lack of knowing a lack of full understanding of what the entire outcome is going to look like but you man you you're passionate about it (laughs) I love that I love that you said that actually and that used to be one of my biggest like nerds that would come up for me like oftentimes like I've been a part of a lot of masterminds right entrepreneurship groups and I'm like I don't necessarily I am always like never the person with the most experience and this applies for anything entrepreneurship the music industry or like whatever it is that I'm doing but I will say that like despite having that fear of not knowing I can always say like I'm the most passionate person in the room. Mm -hmm. And that I feel like is something that's like brought me really far despite not knowing a lot of things. Oh yes. I love that. So this brings me into, obviously you're an incredibly free spirit, right? Like, yes, there's a planning side to you, but you kind of just go with the flow. You feel the feels and you follow that path. So talk to us about the third step in the power method, which is a, which is well-ordered. So it's essentially creating the steps from start to finish and adjusting them as needed, but finding confidence and at least knowing the next step, right? So how do you implement this in what you do or all that you do? And how do you find yourself creating order in it all? Yeah. So I would say similar, similar to the last question is, maybe I'll end up contradicting myself in this, but it's like, I end up following my gut, right? I go Mm -hmm. with my heart, I follow my gut, and I just kind of do what feels right to me in this moment. Like, ultimately, the plan has not changed. Like, my purpose in life is to live a life and inspire others to live a life of authenticity, to go after their passions, despite what society or school or our family tells us we should do. So in order to like, you know, walk the talk, I just need to be true to myself. Hence my five different pivots that I mentioned earlier. (laughs) But at the same time, I guess the balance to that is I'm, I'm obsessed with calendars, goal setting, timelines, planners. So I'm definitely someone that creates my daily tasks, my weekly tasks, my monthly goals, my quarterly goals, and my yearly goals. Mm -hmm. But if Mm -hmm. another like aha moment comes to me, like I'm not going to, like, I'm not changing this. I'm just going to go with the flow. Mm -hmm. Yes, I love it. So we are so aligned in in this idea of just authenticity. And it's something that I'll be really honest, I've struggled with my entire life. It was um, seventh grade when I went to my mom and told her that I was ugly and the boys didn't like me. And the solution that she found was probably one that made her feel confident, which was to go to the makeup counter at Clinique and get makeup. And Mm -hmm. so we got makeup and for the next whatever seven minus 31 until I was 31, I wore makeup every 
single day without fail. And the thing that I was so ashamed about for a really long time with that is that that was creating a facade that was inauthentic. And here I am trying to be authentic. But what I also realized is what if I just love makeup? Maybe that could be authentic too, right? And so I think that there's just a really, it's really important to notice why you do the things that you do in the pivot into your next pivot, right? Like, are you doing it because you should? Are you doing it because you were told to? Are you doing it because society says you should? Are you doing it because so-and-so made XYZ amount of dollars in it? And so you think that that's what's going to get you XYZ dollars? Or are you doing it because you really love it? And so I think that in that, it's knowing who you are, right? So the fourth step of the Pivot with Power method is extraordinary, okay? And it's knowing your extraordinary abilities, the things that like set you apart, that make you amazing at what you do, and not just that, but also the person to do it, right? Like you are the one. And so I think of this in two ways, extraordinary, and then extraordinary, like guacamole, right? (laughs) It's almost like basic and bougie because there are also ordinary things that seem really relatable to others. As an example, like I'm someone who loves experiences. I'm sure you do too. You're a traveler. A lot of people love experiences, but I love over-the-top experiences. I love sparkly, bright-colored tops with base with you know with jeans to a baseball game I love champagne to celebrate the most minute things like a new podcast episode release and I will literally take a bubble bath pop some bubbly and act like I just made a million dollars and because that's how it feels to me you know I'm that girl who wears high heels on a Monday around the house just because they freaking feel good and I love to create extravagant experiences that most people wouldn't have or think about So some people think it's like too much, right? They think that's extra. But I'm relatable in just loving experiences. But what sets me apart is loving over-the-top experiences. So that was a really long explanation for step four, but I really want to make sure that people understand that like there's two parts to it. You could be extraordinary, and you can also be really freaking extraordinary. So I would love to know what makes you extraordinary, different and over the top, and what makes you also relatable in the real, regular, and ordinary? Yeah. Um, you know, I used to have a little bit of a different answer to some like a similar question, but I recently got this amazing compliment from one of my mentors. Uh, she's a transformational coach and She told me that I am the perfect balance of depth and sparkle. And I like, I was like, hold up, wait a minute. And I wrote it down and I kept that with me. Oh my gosh, I I love it. That's the part that makes me extraordinary because I'm very emotional. Like I'm a very, like, yes, I lead with emotions (laughs) and I go with my gut and my feeling and my heart and whatever. Right. And Mm -hmm. You know, I shared my mission is to inspire others to live authentically and go after their passions, right? And so I feel like I'm the walking example of that. Like, I know I'm fierce. I know I don't let fear, despite having fear present, like mm-hmm. every single day, I don't let that get in my way. So I, I know that that's one of the, 
the qualities mm-hmm. that got me this far. Mm-hmm. So it's like I, unstoppable. I don't care. Get out of my way. <laughs> like, yes. And even if everything scares the shit out of me, like I know I'm not afraid to make those mistakes, even with all the doubts. But what makes me so relatable, even though people are like, oh, my gosh, how could you leave a six-figure income? Oh, my gosh, like, how could you move across country from San Francisco to New York? Or why did you go to Columbia all by yourself? And all these crazy, like, I would never do that. But at the same time, I feel like I'm relatable because I share, like, my journey. I don't – I'm not like, oh, well, here's me now, but here's – you know, I was struggling back then. It's like, no. I've shared every single part of my journey from like, Mm -hmm. oh, shit, like, how am I going to make money today, right, when I first left my job, to like, here's the next pivot, like, here's my breakdown, like, here are my emotions, like, here's what I'm dealing with at home, and even till now, my parents are not the most accepting of the choices I've made for myself, because it's the unknown for them, Mm -hmm. so I feel like that vulnerability and that truth that I don't mind sharing I don't I don't hide until I'm like you know ultra successful whatever you consider success to be right whether that's monetary or how big your platform is like I feel like I'm relatable in the sense that I share my wins and my losses or lessons like along the way and I feel like that's what makes me relatable Yes, I call that the real time movie reel, right? (laughs) Like it's like so many people are putting their highlight reel on Instagram and Facebook and all the places, right? But what about the real time reel? Like the one that's actually playing in the forefront of your life that's happening now and not the I made a mistake five years ago, let me tell you about it. But like, oh shit, I'm making a mistake right now in this moment, (laughs) right? I love that. I love it. Yeah. So I know you have some really fun things for us to follow along with because clearly you're a super fun person. So tell us, <laughs> the listeners and myself, how we can find you online and definitely be besties after this episode. Okay, so um, I have, we well, can definitely find me on, what, on my website. So my website's elainehuang.co. I have neonowl.co. I have like five websites, Open Door Sessions, Liberation Culture, but just to keep <laughs> it, it short... I'll give you the links to my to my websites later, but I am very active on my social media because that's literally where I work, eat, sleep, breathe, and I'm on Instagram, I'm on Facebook all day because it's very relevant to what I do. Um, so you guys can find me at It's Elaine's World. That's my social handles across the board, YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, and I usually always respond to messages. So definitely there. Okay. Sorry, I turned away for a second. Okay. (laughs) Awesome. I always love it when my listeners can literally nab something to collab or gain knowledge from my guests. So what do you have for us right now for the woman who wants more of what you're offering, more of what you're doing, and they want it in a downloadable or maybe schedulable, if those are even words, bite right now? (laughs) Yes, I think the easiest place to find everything and like my website, I think there's also a calendar on there as well. And you can always reach out to me, but elainehuang.co and that's just C-O. Oh my goodness. Yes. So thank you so much, Elaine. It has been 
amazing having you here on my airwaves. I've literally loved getting to do this, finally, <laughs> even after we lost track of each other in the stratosphere of COVID and moves and pivots and busy lives. You are such an amazing soul in this world, and I'm just so glad that somebody thought to connect us. Yes, thank you so much. It's been really nice to get to know you. I love your energy, and I can't wait for us to hang out in person whenever that gets to be. Right? But since we're both always traveling, we'll we'll make it happen. Oh my gosh, yes, please. Okay, we just put that out into the universe, okay? So universe, <laughs> drop ship some of that, make that happen, all right? <laughs> All right, my darling CEOs and those striving to become her, you know, the online empiress who is rocking a multi-passionate, multi-layered business that fits her extraordinary and extraordinary multifaceted personality all while making some freaking bank. This episode comes from the depths of it's okay to pivot. It's okay to reinvent as many times as you need to in order to be in alignment with who you are and what you're becoming. I promise you, you will never regret the pivot that was meant for you. But what you will be disappointed in is a pivot that is equivalent to watered down hot sauce. I call that weak sauce, right? No, your power is bigger than that. You are extraordinary, remember? Remember that? And that is exactly what this episode represents and what the Pivot with Power launch strategy embodies as well. A strategic approach to blowing the damn doors of your next launch in a way that feels really aligned and authentically you. So if you want full access to that, I'll drop the info below and I'll also drop all of Elaine's info so you can connect and collab and become her next fangirl and she of you. So with that, CEOs, let's go out into the world. Go bigger, align more. Show up for your desires as you pivot powerfully into the profit you desire and thus make bank and live so much freaking freer. Until next time, love you long time. What is up, my darlings and doers? If you loved this podcast, please don't leave it behind. Go ahead and hit that subscribe button and do us a huge favor. Give us a quick rating. It not only helps me to know where you're listening, but it also helps the new listener to find this podcast and become the next doing success story. So with that, I'm off to do some big things or help one of my amazing clients get her doing list done. Have an amazing day and we'll catch you next week.